a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from two weeks ago that featured my conversation with Sasha Savinoff from Grateful Gypsies. If you missed that, there is a link in the show notes where you can give that a listen. Before we get into this week, hard to believe, but this is the 200th episode of Dropped Among This Crowd. That is just beyond awesome, and I seriously never thought that there would be this many episodes of the show. I mean, even when I hit 100, that was pretty awesome and wild, but 200, just wow, (laughs) wow. A quick and huge, gigantic thank you to my amazing audio engineer, Eric Frucci, who has been with me since day one. He has been such a huge supporter of every idea that I have brought to the table, supporting me every step of the way, reassuring me and helping me to be better at this. It's just So amazing to work with him, and he is just the greatest human being. I'm so grateful and lucky to know him and be able to work with him and to call him my dear friend. I'm just, I love him so much. So, thank you, Eric, for everything. If you know Eric, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's just absolutely awesome. He also works on the Wow Show with Rob and Jimmy. Those two, (laughs) Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge, as we affectionately call him. I love you guys both so much. Beyond happy about having you both on the team and giving a home to Jimmy's incredible Umphreys knowledge because the community totally needs it. And him just being on Twitter was not enough. And Rob. I love having your knowledge about podcasting and radio and your support in everything DATC Media. Very grateful and lucky to have you as a mentor. I absolutely love our late night recording sessions. Sometimes they get pretty late uh, here on the East Coast. And sometimes it's mostly us just talking and bullshitting about life and laughing way too hard about the silliest and inappropriate jokes. And then we're like, oh, yeah, we should probably (laughs) get some recording in because we've been on the Zoom call for like two hours and we haven't accomplished anything yet. But it's the best 
thing in the whole world. And I'm grateful to have people like that in my life. And I'm grateful that this is what my company is like. You know, I thought about it when I was starting everything. And, you know, I want it to feel really lighthearted and fun because that's what this is all about. So I'm really grateful that, as Rob calls them, our business meetings with air quotes, um, they're just a lot of fun. And all of you who continuously support this and all the content that DATC Media puts out, so grateful for you. Seriously, thank you so much. It means so much. All the people that listen um, have supported the magazine in its earliest uh, form as Conduit and then as it emerged into Crooked Conversations you know, sharing stuff, being a guest here on the show, all the different ways that this amazing community has been really supportive of me and this whole thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. Um, I know I've said it a couple times before, um, but especially now as I'm really going through a huge life transition and and figuring out a lot of new things for myself and my kids. you know, having this as an outlet has meant a lot of different things to me lately. And so, you know, your support just really means a whole bunch. Seriously, I don't know if I could ever really articulate how much it really means. And it's incredible how this whole thing has grown over the past four and a half years. Now it's expanded into a whole media company with Crooked Conversations. And if you don't know what it is, I mentioned it a little bit before, but it's the quarterly full color print or digital magazine. It's so awesome. Every time they come in the mail, I just get goosebumps like, oh, this thing is so freaking cool. Of course, we did Tales from Scamp with Joel, the podcast miniseries that Joel and I did back in the summer of 2021. and. The Umphreys Wow Show with Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge, who are in the middle of their first season. That's been a lot of fun to put together and dive in more about the different songs and having the band support um, to sit down and, and talk with us about their memories of those songs has been really awesome, too. Also, two exciting new things coming from the media company, another podcast miniseries with Joel tentatively titled Rock and Roll Parenting. We'll see if that is going to be the the title when we release it. Um, But we're going to talk about what it's like to travel with kids and take them to shows and, in our case, taking them to work with us. So that's going to be a really fun conversation and a podcast to bring to everybody. And this one I am very excited about. Rob Turner and Carl Engelman from ABT and Mother Vinegar are going to be creating a dish in Carl's kitchen in his Western North Carolina home, talking about an array of topics as they're preparing the dish. So be on the lookout for both of those new shows coming soon and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff coming from DATC Media I seriously have so many ideas up my sleeve that I'm very excited to bring you guys always, always crazy ideas. I will message Eric or in the middle of one of our late night recording sessions with Rob and Jimmy, I'll be like, oh, you know, what would be a really cool idea 
and then I'll jot it down and, and see how we can bring it to fruition. So lots of other exciting new things coming up. So keep your eyes peeled for all of that. Well, that's the first thing when you did this podcast on cooking. You were like, well, let's cook. Let's pick something let's the from woods. the woods and yeah. make a meal out of it. That was your first yeah. thing. Join us as we talk about food and music. Let's do all new songs. You know, that's just the way I am. I like that instinct. I'm always like that. I'm like, I don't want to play the old shit. I want to play, you know, new, new, new. Politics and conspiracies. The guys don't say complete demolition because they were unsafe. It sounds like bullshit. It's just like 9 11, right? And the wild world of sports. But there was one, like, I'm with Des Bryant, man. He got screwed in the postseason because they said he didn't finish. He made a catch. He turned his body, stepped over, and then, and then he dropped it. They called it incomplete. And I still felt like the Cowboys and Des got screwed. There's a lot of people like complete the catch bullshit. Check out our new podcast called Stew on This. Tune us in and see what's cooking. Did you have a chance to check out the music video premiere for the new tune, New Wings? Premiered on August 2nd on YouTube, followed by a live Q&A with Kevin Browning and artist Pete Herzog, who, along with his wife, Stephanie, created the House of Um, which you can see inside the video. A very, very, very cool thing that Pete and Stephanie created with all sorts of hidden treasures inside of it. All these little miniature things. It's so cool. They said in the Q&A that there's like 57 Umfree songs hidden inside of various spots. At least that's how many they came up with. They were talking about possibly uh, being more. There's a room modeled after Brendan's basement, uh, one modeled after Boondock, uh, Blackbird Studio, and other locations that uh, Asking for a Friend was worked on. It's so cool. You definitely have to check it out. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. And Pete is such an awesome artist. Stephanie is too. Kevin mentioned there being a contest coming where folks can do a scavenger hunt and see how many things that they can find. Details of that are coming. Um, and of course, I will pass them along when they do. Pete and Stephanie were guests here on the show back on episode 165, talking about all sorts of stuff, including the dry erase doodles that they did of the guys. I don't know if you recall when the intros album came out, um, the band released the dry erase doodle videos on YouTube. Um, I'll link those in the show notes if you don't remember. Um, But that was Pete and Stephanie Herzog as well. So... After those came out, I asked them to be a guest on the show, and so they talked about their umph love and their kids and their day jobs and the dry erase doodles and all sorts of other awesome stuff, and so it was cool to see that Pete got to, you know, let his umph nerdiness out in another artistic way with the guys because that's what two of his things that he loves so much, so that was really cool. Um, I will link in the show notes um, Pete and Stephanie's episode 165 if you want to check that out. And of course, the new video, New Wings, and the Q&A with Kevin and Pete. I highly suggest you uh, watch that. That was was a lot of fun. This week on the show, we're going to relive the Colorado run back in June. 
June 16th in Dillon, Colorado, June 17th and 18th at Red Rocks, and June 19th in Vail. I made a Colorado Highlights playlist, which you will find a link for in the show notes. That features all the songs that I thought were highlights that we will get into in this episode. Also in the show notes, you'll find my 2022 highlights playlist, which features all the tunes from the whole year thus far that I thought were fire. That's an ever-evolving list, so even if you've checked that out in the past, there are always new songs being added to it after the guys play a show. All right, so on to my Colorado adventure. Shout out to Ben Brinkley for hooking up a flight for me with his airline miles. That was the raddest and nicest thing ever. Um, He was not going to use his miles and they were going to expire. So he was like, how about you use them and you can book your flight? And that's what we did. It was so cool that he reached out and did all the behind the scenes rigmarole with Frontier to make that happen. So thank you again to Ben for that. I still owe you a drink. um, So hopefully we'll meet up at a show soon and I can pay that debt. I flew into Colorado um, after a bit of a delay in Atlanta. There was thunderstorms, and I think they were short a pilot. Um, you know, a whole array of issues that they're having right now with flights. But I got to Denver very, very late. The airport was a ghost town. So if you've ever flown in or out of Denver, Uh, The fact that it was that dead there (laughs) tells you how late it was. Um, I think by that point with the time change and everything else, I had been up about 24 hours. It was it was pretty nuts. I was like in zombie mode by the time I got to my buddy's house. And a huge shout out to Josh from Amanon and his amazing and awesome partner, Amy, who hosted me pretty much every night of the weekend and took very good care of me, feeding me, uh, you know, anything I needed at their house, making sure I had everything I needed the, during the weekend, rides, all of it, like... They're such amazing people. I love them both so much. So grateful for them. But it was also awesome to be able to spend that much time together because, you know, usually at at shows and stuff like that, you don't get that time together. Um, And him living in Denver and me living outside Buffalo, um, you know, we don't really ever get to have that much time together. So it was really nice to have you know, a whole bunch of days, five days together or something. So that was really great. The first night after the Dylan show, we stayed at his friend's lodge in Keystone. And that was incredible. And it was just the most beautiful views. It doesn't hurt at all waking up and hanging out on the balcony porch, looking out at the mountains. You're just like, oh, this is so relaxing and amazing. And I could totally get used to this. All four of these nights were streamed for free on Nugs and are still available under the video tab. Shout out to Keith Greiner and his team for their work during the weekend. Superb job, as usual. 
First up, Dillon, Colorado, June 16th at the Dillon Amphitheater. An absolutely amazing and beautiful venue. I stood back most of the time to really survey the area. It was nice to get the entire view of the Dillon Reservoir and the Rocky Mountains. And at one point of the evening, there were sailboats going by on the Dillon Reservoir. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) I really get to see this band in the most incredible places. Like, seriously. People that I know that go to see music that are just like artists that are on a tour and, you know, they play like the major cities. So they play whatever, like the major venue or stadium or whatever is the arena in that city. Like they're not getting those views. They're they're not getting to experience these places or drive into Dillon, Colorado or Vail or, you know, like it's it's mind blowing. And to think, you know, just a few months ago, I was in Iceland <laughs> and seeing them and and the views of those mountains and everything else. I mean, we are seriously so spoiled. <laughs> we really, really are. This was the first time that the band has played at this venue, even though this place has been around since 1993. And I can almost guarantee that they will be back This was also the only show of the four nights that was sold out. I don't think that Vale was sold out, but it looked like it was pretty damn, damn close to it. Night one was phenomenal. I honestly haven't seen the band play like that in a long time. And I just kept saying that all weekend when I would talk about this show. I thought this was my favorite night of the run with night four coming in a close second. Red Rocks is incredible, of course, but the venue in Dillon and in Vail, they were just amazing. Again, like I've said many times before, it's always hard to say and ranking them is always hard. But the whole weekend, if I had to choose... Um, My order would be night one, night four, night three, night two. So I would love to hear what your ideas were on the evenings. Which was your favorite night? How would you order them? I'm always curious to hear what other people think on multi-night runs like this. And for any nerds that were wondering if you watched the stream or maybe you were there and were wondering, Jake was playing an orange GNL Custom Classic Shop Serial Number One. Yeah, that thing was uh, very, very beautiful. Before we get into the music, I don't know if you've been able to hear it, but I have my fan on in the background because it is like 95 degrees today here in Buffalo and it gets a little warm and stagnant in my new studio here. So sorry if you've been able to hear the the fan in the background, um, but otherwise it would be way too hot in here for me to record. So, all right, so let's get into the music from the weekend in Colorado, June 16th at Dillon Amphitheater in Dillon, opening with the walkout tune Nipple Tricks, followed by Rocktopus, then Uncle Wally, Got Your Milk Right Here, 
the first tune from the weekend that would find a seat on my highlights list, charging off slightly before three and a half, cooling its heels about four minutes later, picking up momentum again about a minute later, jetting off into the atmosphere, coming to a more even level about 12 minutes as it makes its way out, dramatically building and slamming into all in time, also finding a spot on my highlights list, oozing into griminess slightly before three and a half, revealing its sexiness a few minutes later, pivoting and trying on something a little different four minutes later. Leaving all in time in the rear view for now, starting to lay the bricks for the next tune, Syncopated Strangers, on its way out the door. Great American would follow another one from the evening that found a spot on my highlights list. This falls down the rabbit hole and begins to sink into the depths of it about three minutes, dramatically gaining more and more air as it continues, bringing it back down to earth and nonchalantly walking back into Great American proper about five minutes later, ending set one in Dylan with Cemetery Walk. Plunger to open the second set. And this was a big, giant, fatty highlight from the evening, as well as the whole weekend, in my opinion. I was full-on ugly crying during the depths of the jam of this one in the moment. And every single time I've listened to it since, I still tear up and get goosebumps. It's just, it's so good, so emotional. Loosening its grip and dancing off slightly after nine minutes, dabbling in some very serious draconian vibes when it starts to build about 11 minutes, reaching higher and higher as it continues. I mean, this was so drenched in draconian vibes that there were a few points where I was just waiting for Bayless to start singing. I'm like, it's going to happen right now. Like, he's all of a sudden just going to fall in draconian right here in the middle of this plunger jam. Didn't happen, though. Coming to a more even level about four minutes later, continuing to dance on, slipping into a little Middle Eastern vibe, and dabbling in a wrapped-around-your-finger by the police tease as it sexily dances its way out the door. Fully opening way up, building and building and slamming right into the next tune, Push the Pig. That plunger found a seat on my highlights list, obviously, but was also moved to my 2022 Hall of Fame Contenders playlist. That one features the tunes that will very likely be the ones I vote for when it's time to do so for 2022 Hall of Fame. I'll link that playlist in the show notes as well if you'd like to check it out. I think at this point there is nine songs on it. Although I think that Mantis Sandwich with Draconian in the middle from Detroit, um, that should be one vote, but I digress. I've gone off on my rants about that before in the past. Could this be the plunger of the year, perhaps? Time will tell for sure, but this is quite a version, and it's going to have to be a pretty epic one that they unleash if it's going to knock this one out. But 
we still have a couple months, so, you know, challenge accepted, guys. Resolution coming out after the aforementioned Push the Pig, and this is when the rain started during the evening, like five minutes-ish. You can hear the reaction from the crowd as the sky opened up, joyfully dancing off for a few minutes before cooling its heels, gathering its balls and attitude very defiantly and matter-of-factly building into the conclusion of All in Time, rushing into Den because of the rain, And that was honestly otherworldly to dance to that in the rain. Just totally forget about all of the BS and just dance with the rain falling in this absolutely beautiful setting. Just the most perfect therapeutic release, in my opinion. I absolutely love moments like that. It's just moments like that. Or why I umphreeze. <laughs> Followed by Conduit and closing out the second set of the evening in Dylan with Cemetery Walk 2. This would also find a spot on my highlights list and feature a You Belong to the City by Glenn Fry T. Slightly before nine and a half-ish coming from Joel. Right before driving right back into Cemetery Walk 2 proper. And encore for the evening, 40s theme. Did you know that DATC Media Company is now on Patreon? Yep, offering all sorts of really awesome exclusive merch items, content, and more to our incredible patrons. There's a variety of tiers, options, and ways for you to show your love and support. Your monthly contribution helps make Dropped Among This Crowd podcast, The Umphreys Wow Show, Crooked Conversations, and a ton more Umphreys fan-related content coming soon, possible. Check it all out at patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. All right, so on to Red Rocks, night one, June 17th. This two-night run would be the 30th time that the band would play at this iconic venue. Starting the evening with a very nice Bad Friday, followed by Divisions, The first half of this would find a seat on my highlights list. Really getting into it about nine minutes, sexily dancing along for a few minutes, completely leaving divisions in the dust, just completely forgetting that it even existed, undressing and revealing wallet's worth. Slacker next, also finding a seat on my highlights list, falling down the rabbit hole slightly after two minutes, getting increasingly metallic and mechanical as it continues, gathering momentum and working itself into a tizzy a few minutes later, breaking through the clouds slightly after nine minutes, catching its breath and collecting its thoughts, picking itself up and confidently dancing off, walking right back into slacker proper. Speak Up, followed by a very nice little gift, and the first set on the rocks would close with the end of the divisions that started the evening. Set two would kick off with the first live expansion of the new tune, Small Strides. So, so happy about the adventure that they took this one on. There is a video of this on the band's YouTube page, which I will link in the show notes. 
This song at the time of this episode's recording has seen six spins, including an unfinished version at Northwest String Summit on July 23rd. This would be the second time played and the first time that they would allow it to stretch its legs. Dancing off slightly before four minutes, keeping its roots attached for a little bit as it continues to dance, finally taking on its own story about three minutes later. Joel leading the way as we venture off into the unknown, spending a little time enjoying being detached from its parent, very nicely stepping right back into small strides slightly before 10 and a half. This, of course, would find a seat on my highlights list. They've been having a lot of fun with those new tunes as the summer has gone on, which we'll get into in upcoming episodes as we unpack what's happened during summer tour. Really looking forward to talking about the shows that the band played um, in July. Uh, It's going to be awesome to talk about those. An unfinished 1348 that will float into Haji next, followed by Day Nurse. The jam slightly after five minutes inside that 1348 had some very familiar moments to me. I can't really place when or where I've heard it before, but there was just something very familiar about it to me. Um, So if you go back and listen to that and you can place it, please let me know. The first cover the band has played since 420 Fest at the end of April and a debut after Day Nurse, Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie, with the incredible Jen Hartswick. Um, I saw her hanging out in Friends and Family on night one, and I'm like, oh, something's going to (laughs) happen. Who knew that it was going to be this? But we knew that she was going to come out and sing something because she was there, so... This was awesome. Bayless mentions that he wanted to play this tune since high school. This would also be the first time that they would cover a Queen tune standalone. The only other Queen tune they've covered would come in the form of a mashup, Nemo's Fat Bottomed Good Times, a mix of their tune Nemo, Fat Bottom Girls by Queen, and Good Times, Bad Times by Led Zeppelin. That has been played four times, debuted 10.31.09, the last song of the encore. And I will actually link the set list for that show because there's a whole lot of awesome shit that goes down during that evening. I was looking at it and I was like, damn. So I'll link that set list um, in the show notes so you can take a look at that. The last time they would take that mashup for a spin 10-25-2010, I think it would be cool if they dusted that one off. I know there's been a few times where Stasek has teased, um, you know, a riff of another one bites the dust in, in a jam randomly in different spots, um, but this is definitely the first time they've done a Queen tune um, by itself. And I was super excited. I mean, I'm a Queen fan, and I think I've mentioned it on here before. My daughter's a huge Queen fan, and I know Joel's a huge Queen fan, and she's been taking lessons with Joel, um, you know, on and off for two and a half years now. And a lot of what they learned was Queen songs. So this was really awesome. I got some great video of it for her, and uh, she was super hype when I told her that they 
did this. And of course, Jen just, you know, killed it. There is video on YouTube of this with Jen if you're interested in checking that out. Of course, link in show notes. Phil's Farm and Next featuring Rory Dolan, the drummer from La Special, who would come out before they started the jam, replacing Chris. And holy shit, did this get filthy right out of the gate. I've seen La Special a few times now. I think this would be like the fifth time both nights of boston both nights of Asheville, and this evening of red rocks when they open so yeah five and i don't say this lightly about new music because i am a self-proclaimed music snob but they are really really good and if you have not had the chance to see them yet i highly suggest that you do They're so good. Like, I remember Saturday night, I believe it was, at summer camp. It was Saturday night. And it was, like, after Umphreys had played their first set, and then there's the break, and I'm sitting there on the rail and and waiting, and they had the house music on, and I swear to God, I thought it was Tool. So I shazammed, (laughs) had it up on my phone and held it up to the music, and it was the special, and I was like, holy shit. Um, so definitely check them out, see them if you haven't. Chris would come back for the conclusion of Phil's proper. And as he says, that was hot lava. And I would have to completely agree with that. Kid is a damn fine drummer and really held it down jamming with the big boys. So kudos to you, Rory. That was, that was definitely hot. You'll also find this one on my highlights playlist. The triple wide and the conclusion of 1348 with a little speed bump on the way back in to close out the second set of night one on the rocks. Encore for the evening, much obliged. I enjoyed the direction that this one went, so I threw it on my list. And pay the snucka to completely close out night one. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an Umphreys-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to Sarah at datcmediacompany.com. All right, moving on to night two on the rocks. There was a VIP set before night two proper would kick off. That is not available for re-listen, but the set list would read. 
Robot World, Male Package, Intentions Clear, and Tribute to the Spinal Shaft. The show that evening would kick off with Crucial Taunt, followed by Rocker 2, finding a seat on my highlights list. Susanna by 30DB Next, dedicated to Jeff Austin. Bayless asking everyone for a moment of loudness instead of a moment of silence. Jeff's been gone three years, almost to the day, during this Red Rocks run. I remember during the Red Rocks weekend back in 2019, on June 22nd, and they busted out a cover of With a Little Help from My Friends, which had only been covered two times, including that one. All Bayla said beforehand was that this one goes out to Jeff. And everybody, you know, cheered. I remember being in the airport in Buffalo getting ready to board the plane to Denver and reading messages online and texts that people were sending me um, about him being in the hospital and that something not good had happened. Of course, there were like a million rumors and just all these things. Um, It was definitely a sad way to start the weekend. And by the time I'd gotten back, um, you know, we, we all started to learn some more about what the circumstances were there. I don't know about anybody else, um, but where I was standing during Susanna, not a freaking dry eye at all. <laughs> I was for sure crying. And, you know, even still just talking about it, it's just still getting a little misty eyed. Definitely getting some goosebumps. So, yeah. <laughs> the last time that was played as a full band was January 25th, 2019 at Riverside Theater in Milwaukee. But the last time it was played was June 21st, 2021, also at Red Rocks, but that was performed only by Brendan and Jake on acoustics backstage in the tunnel, uh, one set that the duo did before that evening's show. I, of course, threw that on my list, mostly for sentimental value, of course, but, I mean, come on, full band, Susanna. Shaking that off and getting back to business with Puppet String next, an incomplete version that we would see the rest of later on in the evening, instead floating off and coming back together as two by two. This would also find a seat on my list, sauntering off slightly after six minutes, dabbling in some The Message by Grandmaster Flash Vibes as it continues to dance shaking that off and matter-of-factly driving right into the ending of 2 by 2 Night Nurse next, also finding a seat on my list. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know I love me some Night Nurse. <laughs> Party and Peeps and Cut the Cable, dedicated to Mike Miro to close out the first set of Night 2. Gee, thanks, Bayless, for tugging on all the heartstrings with that first set. Thanks. <laughs> the debut of the new tune, New Wings, to open the second set. Really love what they did with the first drive of this. So here to see how this one grows. It's gotten more love since this play here. Four times played total at the time of me recording this episode, including an acoustic version at Northwest String Summit on July 23rd. Nothing Too Fancy next, wandering off on its own about nine and a half. 
dabbling in what I thought sounded a little like Mo slightly before 14 and a half. And I dug through Mo songs and I sat there and I thought about it so much. I played this section over and over again. And then I would go back and I try to find a Mo tune and I just think about it so much. I kept coming back to Time Ed, but I'm not totally sold on that's the song I'm thinking about. But there's definitely a little section there, a couple seconds where it just oozing with Mo vibes. Rounding the corner and beginning its soaring journey way out. Sliding right back into nothing too fancy proper just under three minutes later. You'll also find this one on my highlights list. Frasco Face Off, or the Frasco Fiasco, as it's called on Nugs. Perfect title. With Andy Frasco in the UN on the roof of front of house, which I was shocked was sturdy enough to hold them and you know, some of their instruments and stuff. There is a video on the DATC media, social media outlets. If you're not following on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and yes, TikTok, you should do that. Thanks to DATC media photographer and videographer, James Scoots Moran for snagging some really great footage of that. There's also video on YouTube. Basically, a battle back and forth between um and frasco complete with disses just short of your mama jokes and each band playing a variety of snippets of covers to see who could do it better resulting in umphreys of course winning not sure if i mentioned this before but andy frasco would open the second evening at red rocks Frankie Zombie Next, a mashup of Thunder Kiss 65 by White Zombie and Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd, covered 14 times total. Last played January 29th, 2020 at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Higgins, Wappy, and The Floor would round out this second set. And encore for the evening, the appropriate golf stream, and the end of that puppet string from way earlier in the evening to close out the second night at Red Rocks. So that brings us to the final show we're going to talk about this week and the final show of this incredible weekend in Colorado. June 19th at the Gerald R. Ford Amphitheater in Vail, Colorado. Also Father's Day. And Tara got a great photo of all the guys in the band and crew who are dads before the show. They shared that on social media. Pretty awesome to see all the guys there. Some random facts. This venue holds 2,565 people and opened back in 1987. Very surprised when I learned it had been open that long and that this was the first time that the band has played there. Really hoping they go back. It was just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, come on, it's Vail. <laughs> but this place was just spectacular. Um, I believe it's the Betty Ford Gardens that are behind the stage and just the view of the Rocky Mountains again. Like I said, we as fans get to see this band in some pretty damn amazing places. We are so, so spoiled. 
I'm also very happy because this day I got to spend with Josh and Jimmy Knowledge came out to Colorado for a 24-hour trip for his Father's Day gift from his wife. So thank you to his wife for uh, facilitating that and making it all happen so that uh, he could come out and have fun with us. We spent the second set raging up where they were on the lawn. And of course, as I mentioned before, the newest addition to the DATC media team, photographer and videographer, Scoots. It was awesome to spend some time with him. You can check out some of his photos from this evening in the summer edition of Crooked Conversations. His awesome photo of Jake graces the cover. Also, the post uh, for this episode will feature photos that he took as well. And if you visit the DATC Media website, the photo on the landing page also taken by Scoots from this evening. And you can get a view of the beautiful garden that was behind the stage that I just mentioned. And also, of course, if you watch the video of this um, that's available on Nugs, you'll be able to see this amazing venue as well. This evening would start with La Blitz. We haven't seen that one open a show since October 9th, 2020 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Remind me officially getting things going, dancing off slightly after two and a half, enjoying a nice scenic drive along the countryside, putting the brakes on about nine minutes later, calming itself way down before driving full speed into the sex metal part of the tune. Prowler next, followed by the first serious expansion of new tune, I Don't Know What I Want, taking no time to wander. It detaches and wanders off after only about a minute, enjoying some time stretching its legs, landing back into I Don't Know What I Want proper about five-ish minutes later. You'll find that one on my highlights playlist. There is also video of this on the band's YouTube page. Of course, you know where to find the link. Nemo next. This would also find a seat on my highlights list, leaving Nemo and floating off sweetly slightly after two minutes, engulfing itself in all sorts of determined, confident, I can overcome this hard thing in my life vibes taking a couple of seconds to catch its breath before driving off right for the sky, bursting through the clouds slightly after seven minutes, letting it all dissipate and fall down to earth, picking it right back up into Nemo a minute later. The debut of another tune off the new album, Asking for a Friend, so much. At the time of this episode's recording, that one has only seen one other play, July 10th, 2022, at Freeman Arts Pavilion in Selbyville, Delaware. Um, and side note, I did a review of the new album, and if you're interested in reading it on the Dropped Among This blog, there is a link also in the show notes for that. Glory next, and I really love the way that Jake leads us into this version on the recording, it starts at the tail end of So Much. So do yourself a favor and make sure you start it from there so you can check it out. Miss Tinkles, that enjoyed a nice dance around the block, would close out the first set in Veil. 
Set two of Veil was pretty damn hot, and just about all of this found its way on my highlights list. Opening with the Lanier, twinkling down from space upon completion of its journey, coming back together on Earth as attachments, oozing, ooh, just dripping with tool vibes as it ventures through the thick of the jungle when it heads out on its own slightly after seven minutes. The sun starting to peek through the clouds slightly after 11 minutes, slipping back into that griminess a little over a minute later, continuing to fall further and further down the rabbit hole, landing and calming itself down a bit, surveying its next direction, deciding to bring it completely to an end. I will say in the moment, I was a little surprised in the way that they allowed that one to end instead of segueing into the next tune. Either way, that one found a seat on my highlights list. As did the next tune, comma later, charging off on its own about five minutes, really lacing up its dancing shoes, bringing it to a more even level, rounding the corner, spreading its wings, setting its sights on the sky, and soaring out bringing it in for a landing about six minutes later, stepping right into the next tune, Suxity, followed by a very tasty Hurt Bird Bath sandwich that would feature a quick little You Belong to the City by Glenn Fry Tees before engulfing fully into Hurt Bird Bath, not mentioned on All Things Umphreys. I'm pretty damn sure that that's what that was, though. I listened, and then I went onto YouTube and listened and went back and forth. (laughs) Anyway, venturing through a vortex and honky-tonking its way out the other side about four minutes. And is that also a little muff to the revenge tease there? About a minute later that I hear, hmm? meticulously piecing itself back into Hurt Bird Bath proper about three minutes later, but it would just completely leave that behind and step very, very nicely, very nicely, like chef's kiss nicely, into Domino Theory, sneakily dancing off slightly after two minutes, enjoying a nice stroll around the neighborhood before bringing it back home about four minutes later sidestepping right into the second half of her birdbath. This entire adventure may very well find its way over to my Hall of Fame contenders list. But again, this is something that I think should be counted as one vote. But I've mentioned that a few times about adventures like this. Never mind. (laughs) Side note, if you would like a deeper dive into her birdbath, Check out episode one and two of the Umphreys Wow Show with Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge. This is the first tune that they put under the microscope and really look at the history of. Side B also features Josh from Amanon offering his three favorite versions. Such a great uh, episode. There is a link in the show notes or listen anywhere you podcast. That epic sandwich would close out the second set in Veil. Encore, one tune, starting out with a Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones tease. Then the guys trip on their way into Front Porch. Whoops. (laughs) Definitely a little comical. 
Once they get it all together, gleefully dancing off and sliding back into home less than three minutes later, only to wander off again, having a cooler disposition this time around before coming back again into front porch. Stasic taking the lead as we head out for one last adventure for the evening, about nine and a half, bringing it all finally home slightly after five minutes later to bring the weekend to an end. It was actually pretty funny when, uh, when they did that. And Bayless jokes, we've been playing music together for 24 years, probably longer. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. And especially after four killer nights and a shit ton of music. I mean, come on. Seriously. Finishing off this amazing weekend, I got to see my first Eminence Ensemble show. And I will tell you, those guys are damn good. And I can see them for sure seriously blowing up. If you have the opportunity to check them out, you really should. And um, honestly, I'm really now and still not super familiar with their tunes, but there wasn't one song that I didn't love. I was very impressed. And like I said, when I was talking about Le Special earlier in the show, I'm a music snob. <laughs> so for me, when I say I'm impressed by a band or a musician, that's not something I say lightly. So yeah, I was definitely impressed. Uh, Dylan, uh, one of their guitarists, was featured in the winter edition of Crooked Conversations as one of the Umfreak Spotlights. Only about a year after he joined the band in 2020. Um, so it's cool to see them. And honestly, if I wouldn't have known that before seeing them, I never would have guessed that he's only been in the band, you know, two-ish years. I mean, it, he just seemed like they've been together a long time. So he definitely belongs there. Chris also came out for two songs. Uh, one was their new tune, Heat Stroke, which was officially released on July 29th. That can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. I will link their YouTube page in the show notes because this whole show is on there to watch, as well as a shit ton of other videos. I suggest you give this show a watch, listen, uh, whatever. Chris also came out for a cover of Steely Dan's Peg. That was fucking ripping. So good. Like, everybody was just boogieing so hard. That was so much fun. They also did a cover of Nine Inch Nails Closer. Not with Chris, but that was really, really hot. So, yeah. Make it a point to check out Eminence Ensemble. Don't sleep on seeing them if you get the chance. I know they're also headed into the studio to record a new album, so we'll for sure be seeing lots more of those guys. Um, excited for it. So definitely check them out. If they come back to the Buffalo area, I will definitely see them again. So that's it. Wow. <laughs> what an episode. Thank you so much for listening to this whole thing. If you listen to the very, very end, you are super awesome. And I'm so appreciative of you. 
There's a bunch of links in the show notes for anything I may have referenced throughout this episode, including where you can listen to these shows on various sites. Um, I like to also link Relisten and Archive in addition to Um Live and Nugs. I know everybody doesn't have Nugs, so you'll also find links for these shows on Relisten and Archive. You'll also find links for any videos or any other random stuff that I talked about. Also in the show notes, a link for the DATC vault. So stuffed. I mean, 199 episodes. There's a ton of past episodes for you to binge on, as well as where you can find out more about the many tier options and ways that you can support DATC Media on Patreon and so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts in two weeks where I will be joined by a very special guest here on the show. Excited to bring that to you guys. So I will see you then. Mad love.